This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me this week is Brian Rhodes from ESPN West Palm. Our guy, Jay Hood from ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Off tonight. Don't worry. He'll be back next week to give us all the hottest takes on everything that happens this weekend. Because it's going to be a jam-packed weekend. Like Memorial Day weekend is turning into a hotbed of wrestling. Because you have Night of Champions, excuse me, Afternoon of Champions coming up on Saturday afternoon. It starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. Or, you know, if you're on the West Coast, it's Morning of Champions. Right, yeah. Good 10 a.m. premium live event. You don't get that all the time. 10 a.m. You know, you're waking your kids up. You know, have a little Wheaties as uh, you're watching the uh, Night of Champions on on Peacock. And then, as the traditional is, double or nothing, Memorial Day weekend for AEW. That would be coming up on Saturday. So the question that we start with on the show today, Mr. Rowitz, which show are you looking most forward to this weekend? And I guess I didn't even, I didn't mention the NXT show. I don't know what yes. it's called. Stand and Deliver? Battleground. Oh, Battleground. Damn it. Battleground. Close. Uh, that also, Sunday night at 8, so you might need two screens Sunday while Double or Nothing's going if you also want to watch Battleground. No, I'm I'm okay. Thank no. you. You're good? Yeah, Ron I'm versus good. Carmelo again. No? No? Cool. Did I do it for you? No, I'm out. Uh, so we, we'll just stick, for our purposes, we'll keep it to two. Which, between right. the two, Night of Champions, Double or Nothing, which one are you looking most forward to? So it's weird. Obviously, we talk about it a lot when it comes to AEW pay-per-views. We know once that bell rings and you get the four to five to six hours of wrestling, it's going to be damn good wrestling. There are going to be very few low spots of the night of you're saying like, yeah, you know what? That's disappointing. They're going to be great matches. The thing for me, though, is storyline wise, like coming into this show, it's like, yeah, like you can get excited about stuff. BCC. Elite, definitely well, top. So really? Because I think they're telling some decent stories with Cole really? versus Jericho. Cole versus Jericho's okay. been fun. Um, Jade versus Ty has been going on. BCC mm. versus the Elite. Hater yes. versus Storm, because they've actually given that time. Right. Because because that's more than just Hater versus Storm. That's... God, I always forget. I always want to call them um, yeah. the outsiders. <laughs> yeah, they're the, but they're the outcasts. The, outcast, the outcasts. Yeah. Okay, I always want to call them the outsiders, and I know that's not wrong. It's outcasts versus the originals, and okay. and they've given that time. They've done well with that, um, and it's kind of waned. But they have given FTR versus. Uh, Double J and Lethal, they've given that some time with Mark Briscoe. They've tried to do so. At least it feels like they're trying. Ethan Page and the Guns, I did not realize. (laughs) Maybe I fast-forwarded through it um, on Rampage that apparently there's something on the line for this one. There is. And and technically right now, we don't know that the Hardys are wrestling with the partner that's listed if you look everywhere. I got yelled at by a couple of fans for spoilers. So Really? Yes. We're we're, we're going to keep the Rampage spoilers. Is it Rampage live this week? No. Rampage was taped last night. Oh, I thought they usually do it live on the pay-per-view weekend. I think typically they do. I don't know why they didn't. Maybe okay. because they were actually in Vegas for this Wednesday yeah. show as well. Maybe they've just realized if they're in Vegas, it's easier to do it on Wednesday night. But Rampage was taped last night, and there's a, a different the partner Hardys that the Hardys are teaming with someone. Yes, the Hardys are teaming with someone, and apparently <laughs> Ethan Page's contract is on the yeah. line. Had no idea, um, you know. So that's been like a, a Rampage exclusive. But I, I feel like in in terms of a typical pay per view. And, and then the four pillars, which have obviously it's gone up and down in terms of the yes. storytelling that they've done, yes. but they have yes. told the story. They just started it probably too soon. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, of a typical AEW pay-per-view, I feel like they've done some stories 
um, with about half the matches, which is probably higher than what they've typically done. But I guess the thing for me, and it might start from the top, like it might be a trickle down because of that, is a lot of these matches you look at and you can pretty confidently say, like, okay, it's going to go this way. So starting with the top, what percent chance would you put that Sunday night does not end with MJF as a champion? See, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Because, really? Well, my problem, my problem with the Pillars 4-way is who is he going to pin? Like, who, what's the point of the four-way if not to screw over MJF in some way? You know, because if you're going to tell the four pillars story, to me, one of the four pillars should then be the guy. What one of those three, and I guess one of those two, because it's not Sammy. Right? It's just not. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, I, I don't think it's Darby either. Like, Jungle Boy is the man to me to take the belt off. I don't know if he's ready, but the, the problem is that they've MJF does, has done such a great job of blurring the reality with, I, I don't know if he signed a contract extension. If he has signed a contract extension, they've kept it really good under wraps, the, the bidding war of 2024. And he hinted at it again this week in his promo that, you know, Tony's trying to screw him and all these things. Like one of those four, well, one of those three, excuse me, I think should be the one to take off the belt off MJF. And if you're doing four pillars now, why won't you put the belt on someone, one of these three? Because if you do this, I don't know how you go back to one of these guys at all out. Or in here, that's how you tell stories. You put them in this spot, then they lose, and then you push the story down the line. You didn't know that? I, Did you I, learn nothing from WrestleMania? I mean, how we tell I, stories. I'm, that's that's how Vince tells stories. Like, oh. <laughs> I, I I don't want Vince stories. Like, okay. I thought we've made that pretty clear. Um, I I just I see zero percent chance MJF. Like, he's going to retain that title. I think Sammy's there to take the fall. Like, it'll be a great match. And yes, it started too soon. So maybe we saw some holes and some weaknesses. I think the last few weeks, some of these pre-tapes with Jungle Boy and Darby might be speaking to their quality on the mic. Because, a lot, you know, some of the times during this, some of those rambly ones, just like, all right, you know what? Maybe we don't need to give him a live mic every week. <laughs> but, like, I think something like that, like, Wardlow's not going to lose. You assume FTR's going to win. They're just too much of, like, all right, I don't think it's going to go this way. F- like, we know it's going to go. FTR better win, by the way. <laughs> so that's why, like, to answer the original question, with Night of Champions, and we'll talk more about, like, the title changes, I think there's a few matches where you can convince yourself that there's going to be belt drops. So storyline-wise, I think I'm more in the Night of Champions right now. Who's dropping a belt at Night of Champions? It's a house show. I know, but I think... So Rollins and AJ, I can make a case either way. I can see them ultimately go with AJ if Rollins is off doing other things. I mean, it's it's, honestly, it has not been lost on me. And I mentioned this last week and the week before. The irony of, this is the belt that's going to be defended. The guy is always going to be here, except... The guy that we're going to promote the hardest actually can't be here because he's off filming a movie. Not a great look. Not no, a great look. The purpose, but they don't care about that. Yeah, I understand. But like Seth is the guy there. Bloodline's not going over Sammy or KO. Like I guess Cody could win, but like he's basically storyline. He has a broken arm. He's yes. got a broken arm, and I understand he was able to beat Seth Rollins with a with a pack injury. Uh huh. But if Cody goes over Brock with a broken arm. You can never take Brock seriously ever again. That's can't do it. Like you can't bring out the most decorated athletes in in combat sports of all time 
and then have him do lose to a guy literally with one arm. Just can't do it. So, but that's the point, though. I think there is intrigue, and it might be because of stupid WWE logic, but I think there's intrigue on which way that match goes. Like, I don't think you can confidently say one way that it's going to be Brock. It should be Brock, but I don't think you can confidently say it's going to be Brock. With the story that they're telling, it has to be Brock in a Cena-like squash match. Yeah, like if the dude if the dude has a yes. broken arm and this is the beast incarnate, you, this is this is just like feeding a, a defenseless animal to a pack of hyenas. Like this is everything this you're is, saying is right, but it's WWE logic. And it's going to main event, by the way. It's going to be the last match. Ooh, okay. Well, we'll get into that part. But, like, that's the thing. So there's intrigue there. I can see Bianca dropping the Raw Women's title. You know, the red one. That's, you know, not <laughs> you, really The Raw Women's Championship that's on SmackDown? Yeah. So then, okay. yeah, there's also the SmackDown Women's Championship that's on Raw. Don't forget about that one, of course. Yeah, well, Natalia's not going to beat Rhea. <laughs> no, I don't see that one happening. But I can see Asuka going over Like, Becky and Trish is going to be fun. So that's the thing. I think at the end of the weekend, it'll be double or nothing that we look at and say, okay, that was awesome. That was four or five mm-hmm. star matches all night. But coming in, it's Night of Champions for me. For whatever reason right now, that's the one that's pulling me in more. Um, I'm, I, again, I'm leaning towards double or nothing just because I, I just do not look forward to these, these Saudi shows at all. These Saudi shows and... They've, they've gotten better in terms of getting away from the legends. Because again, remember the Saudi shows are the ones that brought us HBK out of retirement. That yes. was a mistake. This is also the show that brought us Undertaker versus Goldberg. Oof. That was a mistake. Like all these legends, this is, you know, it just, it's. Remember, it's they also so want um, Yokozuna and Ultimate Warrior have been uh, asked for on these shows. Very difficult to book those two. You know, hey, maybe technology at some yeah. point with, you know, WWE 2K, I don't know, 27, they can, there. you know, just show a great match or something from, from you know, their friends over at, at 2K. I I just look at this as a house show. I just don't – I'm curious to see Bloodline because I think that's the only mm-hmm. storyline. Well, that and, and Becky and Trish, those are really the only two storylines I'm curious to see continue out of this. I assume Brock and Cody is also going to be continuing out of this for the reasons I just mentioned, if one of those guys has a broken arm in storyline, um, Brock can't lose. So my bloodline, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the bloodline. I'm intrigued by everything going on there. If the Usos do indeed, like in my mind, Sammy and KO win because the Usos interfere and do the Usos interfere and mess up. And that's what has Sammy and KO or do they stab Roman and their brother Solo Sokoa in the back? So that's what I'm curious to see what direction they go there to see how the, the Usos um, entertain there. But I'm, I'm intrigued so by Colbert. On that, I think the one thing you can say is they're going to be a, you know, a thousand day celebration next week, June 2nd. Twitter pointed this out June 2nd, also the date that Rollins turned on Roman and broke up the shield. So maybe they play off of that. And that's when we see the bloodline ultimately explode that night. Okay. Well, oh, that could be fun. Yeah. That could so be a lot of maybe fun. There's that. So, so, okay. So the Usos interfere, they cost those two, you know, presumably Solo's the one to take the pin. Yeah. Um, because, because they're not going to have Roman take the pin, but you know, Solo takes the pin because the Usos mess up and there's just tension leading up to the second. Um, but in terms of double or nothing, like I mentioned, I'm intrigued by Cole versus Jericho. I don't know who's going to win that. Yeah. Um, I would assume it's Cole, but maybe they want to continue that storyline. So Jericho goes over. Um, I, I really want to see Taya Valkyrie win because I think she can do some interesting things with the TBS championship. BCC versus the elite is going to be very bloody. 
Um, yep. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm, you know, sign me up. Uh, I warned you last night. He told you, <laughs> but also like some, there has to be something else that happens there. Cause in, you were just talking about Vince storytelling in Tony Khan storytelling, the largest of matches that you have turn out not to be the blow off matches, right? You know, your anarchy in the arenas, your blood and guts matches, you know, stuff like that. They end up typically not being blow offs. So I would assume that BCC versus the elite will continue after this, just because that's kind of what they've done with some of these bigger feuds. They've, they've gone on maybe a little bit longer than they should. Do we see um, a Takeshita turn that night? That's my guess. Yeah. Something with Don Callis and Takeshita. Because they um, planted those seeds. Remember the thing they've been doing with BCC, starting with Yuta, is, you know, you have to bleed for them to join it. And Takeshita has mm -hmm. been busted open by them, so they've sort of planted those seeds already. Yes, they have. Um, Hater versus Storm. Again, I just feel like there's more storylines that I feel I'm going to be invested in coming out of Double or Nothing because AEW has put in the efforts and they still need to figure out it's a young wrestling company. We, yep. you know, so I, I think the reason why I'm, I'm going to be a little gracious with them, because I th think they still need to figure out the cadence of their schedule by only having four pay-per-views that you're building towards. And then even like the, the premium of the, the premium for lack of a better term dynamites that they have on Wednesdays, your bashers right. at the beach, your winter is coming, all those, they seem to be either beginning of the year or end of the year. So there was really nothing to help kind of bridge the gap. So you had a long time to tell stories between Revolution and now Double or Nothing. So I, I think Tony still needs to figure out that cadence because now out of Double or Nothing, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have um, Forbidden Door 2 to build to. You're going to have a couple of other pay-per-views after that at the end of the summer with All and In collisions, and Allowance. Which you assume yes. you're going to make a big deal. Like the debut yes. of that, which is going to be right around Forbidden Door. So I think as they continue to figure out the cadence of the year, maybe they'll try to sneak something in between kind of early, you know, in the spring, one of those premium Wednesday shows. So you can, it, so you don't have things happen. Like Ricky Starks gets so hot and then you just have to, in two weeks, smack him down. Right. Yes. Like you can build out and, and allow that to breathe a little bit more. And hopefully they come up with that. But I think they've put in a better effort than they typically have in past pay-per-views and, I don't think I'm going to be as excited as I was last year coming out of Double or Nothing about AEW's product, but I think that they're starting to at least build something as Tony kind of gets used to what the cadence of his year looks like. So off of that, I do think the one thing we could see coming out of this that could you know build that excitement is I assume MJF is retaining. I assume that's the main event because AEW has shown us the world title is going to close the show. Yep. Even though that's not sort of the main storyline right now, MJF just winning doesn't really end the show on a high note. I feel like there has to be something else. MJF wins, he's celebrating, and then something. So that could be the intrigue coming out of the weekend. Who's who do we think he could face at Forbidden Door? <sighs> That's the thing. Like you're gonna have him go over someone from New Japan. Well, I don't know, but, but like, like somebody like that comes out at the end of the show right. just to kind of have that excitement factor. Unless it's Punk, and that's how you bring Punk back. Everyone assumes it's June 17th, but do you bring him back now and go down that path again? The reception for, for the announcement on Wednesday, and we'll get into this... Uh, let's go ahead. Let's dive into the three count because that is a very intriguing option. 
But I'm curious to see what the reaction would be. So this is what we're looking. Obviously, we're looking forward to Night of Champions. We're yeah. looking forward to Double or Nothing. But other things going on in the world of production wrestling, we call three count. Brian, what do we have at number one since you've teased the, it so well? It was announced last night, the debut of AEW Collision, June 17th from the United Center in Chicago. Dave Meltzer reporting an agreement has been worked out between AEW and CM Punk. They will not be talking about Brawl Out. So is the CM Punk drama now behind us? This CM Punk drama, I think, is behind us, but there's, there's, I mean, it's CM Punk. There's going to be drama, and I, I hope it's avoided for a long time. But to address the idea that you just threw out there of, do you bring CM Punk out this weekend? And by the way, also part of Meltzer's report was a lot of the stuff leading into the announcement that Collisions First was going to be at United Center, a lot of that stuff was overblown. That there wasn't really a lot of drama, that it was, you know, just kind of run amok with the, you know, internet wrestling community and which is is very believable because the internet wrestling community will run wild with a lot. But of why things. was Chicago not announced last week then? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> like, I don't have a good answer for that. Um and yes, and, and there was one press release that went out with CM Punk's name and that it was retracted. And then Warner Brothers like, well, CM Punk, we don't know. We know Phil Brooks. I don't know a CM Punk. Who's that? Um, but the reaction to the United Center in Chicago being announced for the first collision had at best mixed reviews and a mixed reaction from the crowd. There was there were a couple of CM Punk chants, very, very faint CM Punk chants. There are also a couple of boos. And of course, the boos are always going to sound louder because everyone, you know, gets into it. <clears throat> but it, it was lukewarm. Like it was lukewarm for that crowd. Chicago is going to be hot for CM Punk. We know that. Like Chicago, he's going to be over there. And maybe Punk ends up being a heel everywhere else. But Chicago, the way that MJF is a heel everywhere else but Long Island, because they're going to love him no matter what. I'm this drama I think is behind us, but there is because it's CM Punk, there's more coming. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'm getting my hopes up. I'm excited to see him to have CM Punk back in our wrestling lives, but I know I'm gonna end up getting hurt again. Like there's going to be something where oh yeah. If, it, uh-huh. if, if it's punk and MJF again and you give those two microphones, MJF is going to mention Brawl Out. MJF is going to mention something regarding the elite. He's going to mention something that's going to get under the skin of CM Punk and he's going to take his ball and go home. And then the other side, we talked about a lot. We don't know if he can stay healthy. The new CM Punk has not proven that he can stay healthy and work a regular schedule. So ultimately, we might get up, he might behave, and then he's done again in a month. In, in, in fairness, the only guy who's wrestled more in the last year than what it, it was like Orange Cassidy. Like Cassidy right. goes out there, wrestles every week, and that's what Punk was doing. Like nobody else is doing that schedule, man. Like you don't need to be out there wrestling every goddamn week. So I think Punk has to realize that, you know, hey, not every Saturday night do you need to be putting on a match, you know, on, on collision. You can just be out there advancing storylines with one of the – because you're one of the best talkers – in pro wrestling history, you can advance storylines. You can still tell stories. And that's the, that's going to be the frustrating part about this whole thing. Cause he said, you're ready to get hurt. Um, well, I don't know if you're ready to get hurt. You just know you're eventually. You're gonna I assume hurt. so. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I love CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And when brawl out happened, I assumed like most people that he was going to be done. And this was it because you know, you can't be, you can't be throwing chairs at people. You can't be, this is just, this is not how professionals behave. Um, 
So I got I, I had a, an AEW CM Punk T-shirt that I got rid of, but I couldn't bring myself to get rid of my CM Punk hoodie. Like, okay. oh, just in case he comes back, you know, <laughs> right? I just, I can't let go of it because the, the problem is, Brian, the shit that he puts out there, whatever he's going to do on Collision, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. We know it's going to be good because he was telling some of the best stuff before I would say the first injury because the second injury... I love Mox too. I if that was Mox's idea, like for to him for him to squash Punk and then yeah. Punk go, like it was, we, was we, we didn't like it at the time and it, it still wasn't great. Um, but some of the stuff the the double dog collar or the dog collar match with um, MJF was great. Um, you know all all the different matches that CM Punk was putting together were fantastic. You know his it, it got a little real apparently a little more real than we realized at the time with with Hangman, but it was still a good feud. Like CM Punk knows what he's doing when it comes to storytelling and professional wrestling. And right. he's going to tell fantastic stories. And I just hope that he can keep the, I mean, he's, he knows he's an asshole. He's called himself an asshole. <laughs> I, I hope he can keep that out of it and that he can just continue to tell quality stories because he's so damn good. And wrestling is so much better as a fan when CM Punk is in professional wrestling. So that's the thing. From a fantasy booking standpoint, if it plays out, MJF ends double or nothing, out comes Punk, we hear cult of personality, they set down that path again. And the debut of Collision is MJF defending the title against Punk. MJF goes over. Like, maybe that's a way for... You can't do that. You can't do that in Chicago. Are you kidding me? That's like... That's WWE. perfect for MJF, though. That's perfect MJF heat. And that endears CM Punk to the back. Like, hey, look, I'm willing to do business because I know it makes sense. For MJF to be the champion. WWE knew well and good in the in the heyday of Cena, in the heyday of five moves of doom, this dude doesn't lose. He lost in Chicago. Like you cannot have Punk return and then lose his first night back in Chicago. That is beautiful MJF heat, though. Like that builds his character. We've talked about MJF being a little bit dull. Imagine him standing in the center of the ring of the United Center, holding up that title over Punk, who even if he cheats to beat him with a garbage reigned in, like, 90s WCW. Like, that's a fun way to end a Saturday night, I mean, debut show, and you want to say, like, all right, I want to watch the show every week. Yeah, yeah, but, man, that's... I e. Also, <laughs> I don't know if I want punk wrestling that quickly. Like, yeah, I, man, because if you put, him, you put him out there on the 17th, he might get hurt and blows everything up right away. Hey, to, but then he's got a couple months to rest for Wembley, so it'll work out that way. Oh man, what do you you think the punk drama is? Are we done with it? No. Do you think he can? Do you think he can somehow table it? No, because this was the situation. Like he talked about for years. Anytime you would do a podcast, you're like, "Hey, are you coming back?" The thing was, "Hey, I love wrestling. I want to be part of professional wrestling again." This was his in. They did everything for him, and still he found a way to get pissed off and piss off everyone else, and start this drama now at least twice. So, like, of course, there's going to be something else. I am curious to see the fan reaction in Sunrise a few weeks ago. Someone started a punk chant, and they got booed. Like, it was like, oh, screw that guy. It's like, I'm curious if we see that reaction. But, no, it's who he is, and it's no way of changing this at this point. He's, but we all, we, we've known who he is. Yes. Since he walked out of WWE. Sure. And and we, we sympathized with him as a fan mm-hmm. because of Vince. But that didn't change that CM Punk also did things that weren't great. 
in his walkout, right? Yeah. You know, he wasn't, his hands weren't completely clean in the whole thing. I mean, Vince turned out to be the bigger dick because he, you know, sent him the papers on his wedding day. You know, that's coincidence, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes. No, <laughs> Vince, the man who's known for meticulously knowing and being involved with everything somehow overlooked that minor detail and had no idea. So we sympathized with him to an extent there, but like, this is the way he's always been. And even if his initial reaction outside of Chicago is tepid, He's going to win people over because he's CM Punk. Yeah, 100%. You're going to give him a microphone. Things are going to work out. Like, I don't, something else is going to happen. I know they're going to try. They're going to keep him in the elite separate. We've heard the rumors of Jericho being willing to work with him. We assume that's what's going to end up at Wembley is those two going at it. But I just, I don't know. There's going to be kids' gloves, but I just feel like something else is going to happen because he's proven that's who he is at this point. What do we got at number two on the three count? Well, like we talked about Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, Night of Champions, a triple main event according to the WWE. The World Heavyweight Champion, the first ever, will be crowned between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Brock Lesnar takes on Cody Rhodes, and the undisputed tag team titles are defended. Sami Zayn and KO taking on Roman and Solo. Which of those three should close out Night of Champions? Okay, so it's worth noting that Roman... The last time he wrestled on a premium live event and did not main events was the Elimination Chamber of last year. So he wrestled earlier in the show. The main event was Elimination Chamber that Brock eventually won, setting up okay. the winner-take-all WrestleMania. So that's the last time that Brock was on a card, or excuse me, that Roman was on a card that he was not the main event. I feel like the way they set up Monday, it's going to be Brock and Cody, even though it should be. If you want to, if you want to try to elevate the world heavyweight championship, it, it to me that should go on last, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I'll take the we had Ric Flair on a month, two months ago, whatever it was at this point, where you know he he pretty much disparaged yes, the he did the Sammy and KO versus Usos main event on Saturday night. Granted, he thought it was his daughter who should have been main eventing, so you could take that with a grain of salt. But but his point was. Hey, when I was wrestling, doesn't matter what the story, best storyline was, the world championship went on last, which right. is kind of what that's the old school thought. It's the way that AEW has mostly done things for their pay per views. That world championship goes on last. And one I mean, of the 100% guys. 100% what AEW has done. Like, yes. if they didn't use that logic, the Anarchy in the Arena match would main event Sunday. But it's, we know it's going to be the four way. Like, they say the world title goes on last no matter what. And one of the guys in that world heavyweight championship match has called. <laughs> the belt a secondary belt and had great logic behind it like i don't i can't disagree with aj styles for saying this is a secondary belt because they had to create it because roman <laughs> took all the other belts like that's basically what he said in an interview but if you want to elevate this and make it mean something to me it goes on last it ends up being the main events unfortunately i think it's going to be the first one of the triple main events and who knows? They might even sprinkle this throughout the night because we had a double main event in in Puerto Rico, yes. and Bad Bunny went on third to last. Right, they weren't the last two matches, despite being the double main event. Correct. Um, I after what they did on Monday with Cody Rhodes in the back, it would appear to me that Brock and Cody are going on last, and that's the main event. Do you think Triple H has any involvement? Like, he doesn't do a lot of on-screen stuff now in, like, character roles. Like, do you think they were planting some seeds there? I hope so, because it would make it more intriguing, I guess. Um, 
I, and the problem is I love this version of Brock. Like mm-hmm. when, when they allow Brock to be a killer, it's frightening. It's terrifying because when Brock gets that look in his eye, that to me, that look is what led to Pat McAfee calling him the alpha male of our species, right? <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what led to that to me. Right. So when, when they let Brock do this, um, it, 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 he becomes more intriguing to me. And I'd, I'd love to see how they would develop that storyline. Um, yeah, I think Brock and Cody's going on last. So I agree, but again, we have to think about it through WWE logic. And for them, I don't know if they want to end a night with Brock going over Cody. I think that match opens. Like, Cody comes out there, and he's like, hey, let, let's go. Like, I don't want to but, wait all night. But it's not just that logic. It's WWE in Saudi Arabia logic. Like, yeah. Cody, Cody hasn't wrestled one of these shows. I don't no. know how big AEW is in Saudi Arabia. Might be huge. I don't know. No idea. Right. No clue. Right? So Cody's not that typical WWE. Brock has wrestled a bunch over there. Brock right. is a Brock's a star everywhere. Where Cody, everybody knows the American Nightmare here, right? Like he's super over in WWE here. I, I don't know how over he is with the crowd that they needed to bring in all the old legends in to have their terrible matches, to take all the money. And so I think Brock, I'm just saying that in this particular instance in Saudi Arabia, Brock going over could have a better reaction than if they were running the show in like St. Louis. Yeah, I think that's fair, but also uh, the like I haven't watched every Saudi show, but that seems to be one of those crowds. Like when we watch the international NFL games, they're just happy to have stuff there. So like they're going to yeah. clap and cheer and be into things. You're not going to see a bad bunny like reaction and you're not going to see crazy heat towards anyone. So I think with that, like open with Brock and Cody and the WWE world, like, yes, what you're saying is hundred percent right about making that title mean something. I think it's going to be the tag titles. Roman is the center of the WWE universe. He is their prize piece. Part of me still thinks somehow, some way they're going to put the tag titles on him Saturday. I think that closes it. Like to me, the bloodline storyline is getting to that point where you have a favorite show and then maybe it goes one season too long. Like I'm starting to feel that with bloodline where it's like, all right, of course I'm going to watch because I want to see how this ends and what the bow is, but I'm not as into it anymore as I was, you know, a month or so ago. And I think that's probably because Sammy was able to carry it for so long. And we know that the Sammy and KO portion of the bloodline is coming to an end. And Sammy was able to carry it. And with Paul, that when Roman wasn't there, you were able to, you know, you were, you were able to still feel the bloodline when the story now has turned to internal bloodline. And is there going to be a bloodline civil war? When Roman isn't there, it's harder to tell that story. They've yeah. tried to do things like bring, give Paul a special sticker on the back of his phone and like, oh, he, now he's alone on Monday Night Raw because he has the sticker on his phone, right? Like they've tried to do different things to keep the bloodline present, but the bloodline isn't running roughshod over people right now. The bloodline, the main thing that anybody cares about within the bloodline is what's going on internally. And when the leader isn't there, it loses momentum. So I, I think if Roman's going to be sticking around, he was on the last two SmackDowns. If he's going to be around at SmackDown for the next couple of weeks, obviously he'll be there for the 1000 day celebration. I think the, I think the bloodline can quickly pick up that momentum once again, because that's the type of gravity that Roman Reigns has. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I think part of me also, and you know, we've discussed it a lot is 
there was that perfect ending. Like, Sammy winning and then starting to plant the seeds of, you know, distrust in the bloodline off of that, like, that would have been fresh. And you would have had Sammy as champion. Because to me, Sammy and KO also, like, aren't as intriguing as they were going into Mania. Like, Sammy's still just, super I, over, though. Yeah, like, ever- yeah. But, like, storyline-wise, it's just like they're just going through the motions. Like, it's them and bloodline again, like, Assuming they do win, like, then what? Like, we just see them go through and have great matches, but it's a tag division that WWE doesn't care about. So, yeah, there's just different things, but I do think it's Roman that closes that show. And you have that in Bloodline Intrigue, and you hope Sammy and KO are over, especially you talk about the weird, you know, dynamic of a different crowd. Those guys have never been over there before because of their own personal beliefs. Yeah. This is their first time going over there. I wonder how much of that trickled out into the crowd. Do, the, do, do you think the crowd knows? I don't know. That's the thing. And that's where, and that's where, but that's where this thing, whole be- I hate this. This is why I hate this yes. show so much. And this is why I have skipped this show so much. A, because WWE has made it skippable yep. um, in the past, but now they're actually, again, they're putting meaningful things. They're trying to make sure that somebody like me who, who watches most everything right. WWE does <laughs> Like, I've been able to skip it in the past. Like, oh, I could just watch Raw and see whatever because it's just a house show. But yep. now you're crowning a new champion. You have the bloodline drama. You have Brock and Cody. You, you're, you're trying to infuse it with more, not just so much. Because, again, like, a lot of those storylines were ending. Like, I didn't I didn't need to see an old-ass HBK go out there and super kick Kane. I just didn't need to see it. So a lot of those storylines we knew were coming to an end anyway. It was just like a you know a speed bump on the way to that. But now that they've incorporated it more into what they do every week on television, you can't just skip over it. But so what becomes complicated about it is, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know right. if the government of Saudi Arabia, who's paying WWE all this money to come on and put on the show, like because of the beliefs of Sammy and KO, they may they may be censored. Like those beliefs may be censored yeah. and, and pro wrestling fans over in Saudi Arabia may have no idea why Sammy and KO have not made their way to Saudi Arabia in the past. It's 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 certainly possible, but and, and that's you know you want to keep the politics out of it the most the best you can, but when you're taking money directly from a foreign government to put on a show, it, it's going to get messy. hundred percent, and I I'm aware you know when it comes to social media, like that is a small sample of the general audience. Like we get in that bubble, and you're reading stuff, and you're reading reports, and you're in the know. But that's only maybe 10 to 15% of that WWE audience. So maybe no one knows and maybe it's nothing with nothing, but there's just something to think about. And do they think about it when booking the show? Because calling a triple main event does nothing for me. Like whatever close yeah. to the show is the main event. They've, so like, they've, that's it. They've they've done this. I feel like they did it with, with Punk. Like they they it started with yes. Punk toward the end of his reign because he wanted to main event WrestleMania. And even when he was WWE champ and he wrestled against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania, he did not main events, right? And that but then he wrestled uh, Undertaker. And oh, it's been <laughs> double main events, Undertaker, CM Punk, part of the main event scene. And no, man, like do it do whatever whatever you want. Like I know what the main event is. The main <laughs> event is the thing that goes on last. Like that's <laughs> You know, it's like watching a football game being like, hey, this second quarter is actually the fourth quarter. No, it's not. Like, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. I know how all this works. The fourth quarter is the end of the game. Right. The main event's the end of the card. It's just the way this always works. Like, like Mike Tyson wasn't going to be third to last and be part of a double main event 
Sorry. That, that's not how it works, but somehow they will find a way to screw it up the same way we saw they did in Puerto Rico. <sighs> what do we have at number three? All right. This weekend, 11 total title matches between Saturday and Sunday night. How many title changes do we see this weekend? Not counting the World Heavyweight Championship. So 10, not counting that one. Okay, so 10, not counting that. Although we can have a discussion on who we think is going to win. Sure. But let, let's just quickly go through the ones that have 0% chance of changing hymns. Gunter ain't losing to Mustafa Ali. No, really? Huh? So, yeah, yeah. So cross that off the list. Natalia's not going over Rhea. Cross that off. Uh-huh. I, I believe Sammy and KO are going over. But I give the bloodline like a 5% chance. You got it. You got to give like, them some percent chance. Yeah, because the WWE might not be able to help themselves of having <laughs> women just have all of the belts. And then they're going to be confused after like, oh, what do we do now? Like all the belts are gone. Roman's gone. Like they're going to be confused at how they ended up in that predicament. But guys, you did that yourself. I feel like at some point, Orange Cassidy has to lose. And this makes the most sense. Okay. But also, I don't think it's time for him to lose. Like, he's putting on bank. He, like, opens up dynamite. You can write it down. Every Wednesday night, dude's opening up, putting on a banger on Wednesday night. And I, I don't think I'm – I've gone from when he initially won the title, like, hey, good for him. He's been in AEW. I'm glad to see him get a championship. I don't need a long championship run out of him yeah. because I don't see what you do. And – Tony Khan's knocked it out of the park with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So, like, I'm not ready for Orange Cassidy to lose yet. I, I credit to Connor Casey on Twitter. Roman Reigns, 28 title defenses in his 998 days as champion. Orange, 23 defenses in 225 days. Acknowledge him. <laughs> <laughs> Put your ones up. Oh, yeah. That's just, and probably not all the way up. Like, just right. kind of like... <laughs> Just not not quite all the way extended for the one. Um, so I, I I don't know what happens in that one. Wardlow versus Christian. Wardlow's going over because um, I think they want to continue to build Wardlow, FTR, and and they're going over. Yeah. Like they're just not going to let um, Double J and Lethal win. <sighs> so that leaves us with Night of Champions. Do we actually think that Asuka is going to beat Bianca? The only reason I think she might is Asuka losing again squashes her. And we've talked a lot about that division. There's no one else to challenge Bianca. Like, this could be a fresh coat of paint. If Asuka goes over now, I just wonder why they didn't do it at Mania. Because it felt like the right time at because Mania. Because they don't think ahead. Like, they're so in the moment that they don't think, like, oh, if we do this, then this. Like, they're like, oh, we got to figure out tonight, oh, Bianca wins. So we don't give Hunter that benefit of the doubt anymore that he's not thinking ahead? Not with Vince hanging out in the back. Like, there's a reason Roman is a champion for a thousand days and they had to create a whole new title. <laughs> <laughs> they created a whole new title. Like, that's why we are where we are. It's true. It's true. Um, I would love to see Asuka win. I, I just don't – I don't think she does. I don't think we see any titles change hands at Night of Champions. Hmm. I just don't. I, I just – I look at the card and I go, I'd love to see Asuka. You know, we'll have a new champion in Seth versus Agent. I think that's going to have to serve as the sure big, big thing of the night. I, I think Seth has like a 90% chance of winning this. I only give AJ a 10% chance. It's going to look really bad if Seth still has more filming to do for Captain America. And we get to Monday night and we have to have 
Corey Graves some pre-taped interview with your new world champion that wasn't going to be missing shows and you weren't going to have to acknowledge him and he was going to be there. He was going to be the workman. He was going to defend it. He's going to do all these things. So The I, only I, thing that might work in their favor is if they're sort of sticking to the brand split, he can just show up on Monday and then you have the rest of the week to you know go to movies and things like that. Yeah, but do you think you think the MCU is going to be like, <laughs> yeah, we'll pause filming Seth so you can go do Monday Night Raw? Like, no, I just don't think he is that big of a part. I think they can move on without the random guy in the background there. Probably, but also, like, I I really want AJ to win this because I feel like over the last, I understand he's been hurt for the last yeah. seven eight months, whatever it's been, but I would say even for the last two to three years, I feel like he just hasn't gotten the shine he deserves in WWE. And I'd love to see him get some rub, and I'd love to see him win this championship, which, by the way, I was reading, is going to carry the lineage of the old World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Huh. And the other thing with AJ, I mean, he loses, then you assume he goes back to SmackDown, and then he's just sort of lost in the shuffle there because Roman's Mm -hmm. there and not there, and there's no champion there. Correct. And your biggest champion. God, I wish they would have just kept Gunter on, on SmackDown. Because now, like, the, the the most visible champion on SmackDown is Austin Theory when Roman's yep. not around. And I am he is. <laughs> not into that even a little bit. Um, but it's going to be Seth, right? Like, we think it's going to be Seth? Yeah, I think so. I, I agree. I think part of me thinks it could be AJ. I think those two are going to knock it out of the park from a wrestling standpoint. But it has to be Seth. Like, you want a champion that's going to carry you, that's going to be the face. I think Seth can do that a little bit more than AJ. Jade versus Taya. I think it finally happens. Me too. I, I think it's it's time. Jade's I don't had know a hell if the crowd run. cares, but I agree that it's probably time. Well, I just think that you've tried so long for Jade, and she's... At times, she's been able to connect with the audience. At other mm-hmm. times, she just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. I think it's time to give somebody else a chance with that championship. I mean, it's it's amazing that she's held on. She's been the only TBS champion. Yes. And they've played hot potato with the TNT championship. Right. You know, it's like I they've will been say that opposites. If she drops it, like, let, her, let Jade turn face and throw her in the AEW original feud. Like, let her work with them yeah. and sort of get the shine and the rub there to where she's not front and center – but she gets to be around all of them and I think be a center point of that view. Yeah, and, and I just think you can do cool things with Taya Valkyrie in that role. So I'm going to yeah. say, so that's my first title change is we're going to have a new TBS champion. Um, I'm going to say we get a change in the women's have uh, women's world championship as well. I think Tony Storm goes over. I think she gets help, and they and th- to me that's the way you continue this feud, which t- it's obvious that it has to continue. Um, I think you have to get the belt over to the heels in order for the chase for the for, for the baby faces. So I think Tony Storm walks out your new women's world champion. Hundred percent agree. Sean Ross Sapp also reporting that Hater is legit hurt. So I'm curious to see what that match is because we know those two can go, but how much can she go if not a hundred percent? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame. It, hopefully, she'll get heated back up eventually because I was so damn excited for her to be the champ, and then they just killed it off immediately. Yeah, I mean, add her to the list of wrestlers in that company that have gotten so high, and it's like, eh, all right, let's 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 cool it down now. And then just, yeah, just the, the, the ice machine comes out. Um, You know what? I'm going to say Orange retains. 
Okay. Maybe that's just more, maybe that's just more for me because I'm not ready for Orange Cassidy to be done yet. Um, which leaves the pillar. So I, I right now I'm only at two of the ten championships. I'm at two. So I go three because I have Oscar going or Bianca. Okay. But that's it. Like three of ten. I could still see. I could still see Jungle Boy going over. I'm surprised that like anyone thinks that, but like I, I just don't see him carrying it. So, the the problem becomes how much of MJF is storyline and how much is real life. Sure. If you're scared, he's not going to play ball, and like the last thing Tony wants is to have a Montreal screw job situation on your hands, right? You've got two pay per views left, or I guess three, because um, he's he's not going to put the title on the line. I don't think at. Uh, Forbidden Door. I think there might just be like a champion versus champion thing, or there's something else that happens at Forbidden Door. He'll be part of the card, but I don't think that the, the title will be on the line. Because the only reason the title was on the line last year is because CM Punk was hurt. Um, so that leaves you with three pay-per-views, all in, all out, and full gear. And if you don't think that he's going to play ball later in the year, it might just be easier to take it off him now. Yeah, but just like the ratings again, another 800,000 last night, like when they were their hottest was when you had all that real life drama, when you had double or nothing last year, was MJF going to be there? Was he going to lose to Wardlow? Then you had the pipe bomb a few months later, him with the intrigue of, we don't know if he's re-signing still as the world champion. Like that's must watch. Like that's why punk and Cena worked so well, because we didn't know if punk was going to leave like punk and ring of honor worked so well. Cause we knew he was leaving. So him as a champion was intriguing. It's old wrestling trope, but like, do it again. If it's not broken, don't fix it. So, so where do you go from here? Do you continue right. for pillars? No. Does I Adam you, Cole go over Jericho, and all of a sudden Adam Cole enters the discussion? Does Wardlow does enter the discussion? Reaction to end Sunday. If you already saw Cole earlier in the night, unless but, there's I mean, someone one, out there we're not thinking of. Yeah, that, like, I mean, one hurt. thing. One thing has to be clear is at the end of the night, we have to know who the next challenger is going yes. to be, right? Agreed. If, if MJF goes over, if, if it ends up being Jungle Boy, that's a big enough moment where yeah. confetti's falling, he's up on the you know turnbuckle with the belts. Like that's, that's a big enough. If, if it's MJF who goes over, you have to know who that next challenger is. And I just don't, they haven't even hinted at anyone necessarily at who that. Right. And that's, that's why I think we get the intrigue. I think with Darby and Jungle Boy, I think that could be a fun feud, and you spin those two out and do their own thing, where one of them maybe acts a little bit more heelish than the other. So, like, they'll have their own thing. Sammy will probably get lost in the shuffle, but someone comes out. Like, MJF cuts a promo. Like, we feel it coming. If they do the old school, turn the lights off. Like, Punk to me makes the most sense, unless there's someone we're missing that was banged up, that hasn't been on TV in a little bit, or just even free agent wise. You know, that well seems to have dried up a little bit, but. Yeah. You never know with them sometimes. I mean, unless it ends up being somebody from New Japan to set up whatever happens at Forbidden. Yeah. But I, I mean, who could that possibly be? Right. And hopefully that would get they a reaction. Learn. Right. Because that's it. Did they learn from Forbidden Door last year where you rolled out some New Japan guys and everyone's like, well, I think I know who that is. Like, it doesn't get the reaction you're looking for. Well, I think the the one person obviously you get the reaction is Osprey, but presumably yeah. they're setting up something with him and Omega, right? You know, so that would be him and Omega two would be Forbidden Door. The third match 
all in yeah. at Wembley. That that's kind of the the, the thinking there. So I and just Osprey's don't know not losing to MJF. No, no. So that, that's the thing. Like, that's the intrigue. Like I'm excited about that match because I know it'll deliver, and then the intrigue comes after the bell. And that's why I feel bad because we do it a lot with WWE where you set those hopes of like, oh, it would go back to when Cody debuted. Like, hey, this is going to night. Cody's going to be there. Then you sit for three hours of Raw. It's like, damn, WWE. Like, why do you set me up like that? Like, we didn't say anything. And like, I feel like that's where we're going Sunday. And they were very obviously just going to set it up for him to return at WrestleMania. Like, it was very obvious. But like, the internet wrestling community just talked themselves into, well, what if they're going to swerve it and he shows up tonight? Like, no, dumbasses. It's not going to be till Mania. I thought we've made this clear. And then the WWE are the bad guys, and it's like, ah, oh, you <laughs> assholes, you set us up. Like, no, no, you set yourself up. We, we've tried very hard to keep this secret. Um, this and, and look, this is a good comment here from James. Am I the only one who thinks MJF already signed his contract extension with AEW? No, you're no. not the only one. But that's – we don't know for a fact. Like the, yes, It's wrestling. We, Yes. So we don't know if he has, we don't know if he hasn't, Like I haven't seen anything from the typical wrestling journos who, who are the ones that break all this news, whether or not they have. So they've done a really good job of keeping his contract situation under wraps because there was a thought that in order for MJF to come back and make the return that he did, that he would have had to sign some sort of contract extension, but you can still try to play off the the intrigue of the bidding war of 2024. And that's the AEW in their history has not been great at keeping things under wraps. Like we've known about most of these surprises beforehand. But what I give Tony credit for is just a few weeks ago, Roderick Strong, while not on a, you know, Brian Danielson level, that was a legit surprise on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. No one knew he was there. Everyone assumed he was just being held hostage in the WWE. And they kept that under wraps. And he apparently was signed months ago. So maybe there is something else that we're not thinking of that they're able to keep under wraps. And maybe even Punk coming up when everyone assumed it was June 17th, like that would be a surprise Sunday night. Yes, yeah, if Punk came out. Yeah, and that was, I think that's the easy way to do it. You know, if you want to have a big pop, a big surprise, you have Punk come out and it's Punk versus MJF in that first collision, which would make it yeah. a must. You, you can't miss it. Then you right. couldn't miss it. Um, but I'm at two to answer the question, two title changes. I got three because I will have Bianca dropping on Saturday. What do we have this week in news and notes? All right. Speaking of Tony Khan and signings announced last night, Aussie Open is officially all elite. Kyle Fletcher last night faced Orange Cassidy for that international title. His partner, Mark Davis, is injured. The team just recently vacated the New Japan tag titles. Or the fight WWE was also interested in the duo. Hey, I'm 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 excited for these guys. Like getting a little bit of an introduction through Aussie Open with United Empire and, and some of the things that New Japan Pro Wrestling has done stateside and they've done with with AEW. I mean, these these two guys can go. Um, yep. And we saw it last night in, in again in a banger by Orange Cassidy. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Hopefully his his tag partner heals up relatively soon and they're able to be a part of what's been a robust tag team scene in AEW. Yeah, and we've seen them work with FTR. Like they had a great match in New Japan. So I'm excited to see those guys on a weekly basis. Injury news in the women's division in both companies. Willow Nightingale this weekend won the New Japan Strong Women's title, the first ever champion. In that match, she beat Mercedes Monet, who injured her right ankle ankle in that match. So, r reportedly, Monet was supposed to win 
But after she had the ankle injury, which New Japan confirmed today, did not exactly say what it was. A lot of the reports out there is that it was a broken ankle. Mm. Um, And she kind of, she was, she tweeted out a selfie on her Instagram page, what looked to be a hospital room. So it seemed like she was taken to the local medical facility uh, immediately after the match. So I'm guessing some sort of surgery was needed. Could be six to eight weeks um, if if it's a broken ankle, which is unfortunate because any sort of dream match you had with her and Britt Baker for Forbidden Door goes right out that door. But it's unfortunate, but good on her for being able to finish the match with a broken yeah. freaking ankle and, and toughening it out and, and putting over Willow Nightingale, who is somebody that's deserved a little bit of shine. And the fact that she was in that championship match would have been, you know, big enough shine, but now she is, she's probably going to have a prominent role in Forbidden Door as the new Japan pro wrestling, strong women's champion. Yeah, I'm excited to see her finally get a win and get that title. Also, WWE injury, Dakota Kai with a torn ACL. She reportedly hurt it in a match while protecting Liv Morgan, who had injured her shoulder in that same match. Just so unfortunate all the way around. Um, You feel feel for her just because... I really liked what damage control was doing and the storyline that they were kind of building towards of potentially those two turning, you know, turning on Bailey, especially after what EO sky did at backlash that maybe those two could, could kind of go off on their own and do something, but super unfortunate, especially because she's had a torn ACL before. Yeah. WrestleMania news still in the headlines. Sammy Zayn in an interview with Mark Andrews said after the rumble quote, I 100% thought it could go to me and Roman at Mania, and it would be the best story, but that wasn't in the cards. He did add that Cody's return was a good variable that popped up, and the stories rubbed against each other in a good way. Quote, everybody was lifting everybody. That's when wrestling is not about. Yeah, you're not the only one, Sammy. You're not the only one. Let's Let's just put that out there. You're not the only one who thought that maybe you could main event WrestleMania, but and it's it's unfortunate because like it, it got aggregated and it gets tweeted out there yes. and it can, it can look like, Oh, this is Sammy and sour grapes, but it's not that at all. When right. you read it, when you listen to it, it's just Sammy going, Oh, this is what I thought. But then this is the direction we went. I'm completely cool with the direction we went. I thought it was great storytelling all the way around is basically what he was saying. But I mean, after the pop, he got hitting Roman, the back of the, with that chair. Yes. How, how do you not think, holy shit, I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> like after, after that crowd explosion. Right. And how some more WrestleMania news. Hulk Hogan in an interview with Ariel Hawani says he got a call from Shane McMahon about doing one final match with Shane at Mania. He declined due to his. Uh-huh. So Hogan also made it seem like it might be on the table for, WrestleMania 40 coming up uh-huh. where Shane pitched it to him as Shane would run around, take all the bumps and Hogan would just basically have to be there standing in the middle of the ring. Did now, you see what happened to Shane uh, last month when he came out of the ring? Now, <laughs> so it would be point. the two of them just laying on the ground. Like someone's got to win. It's a great point. It's a great point. Um, and, if Hogan's looking to get in one last match, if he's looking to get in one more goodbye match and he wants it to be with WWE, he's got to do the leg drop. And I can't imagine at his age with a bad back, a leg drop's a really good idea right now. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg wants a final match. Roll those two out to Saudi Arabia and call it a day. 
<laughs> I'm if we see Hulk Hogan, my God, we better not see Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 40 or Shane McMahon for that matter. Like right, yeah, I've, I'm, 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 I'm good with Shane as well. Oh, what did you have as your match of the week, Brian? Uh, so I didn't have a ton this week, but I go back to the main event last night. Lucha Bros versus Claudio and Wheeler. I hated the ending. Like it was just very weird to yeah. play out, and especially when BCSP is supposed to be the heels in this. But I think everything up to that, it was just a fun match between those four, as expected. Yeah, I think that was really fun. I really liked Usos versus LWO this week as yeah, well. Yeah, that's fair. Also kind of, it also had a kind of that funky ending with, again, the, the baby faces injecting themselves and, and costing the heels the match. But um, I'll tell you what, man, Santos Escobar can go and yes. put him in the ring with the Usos and Rey Mysterio. Like, that's a huge spot for him. Um, I thought that was fantastic. I enjoyed, of course, Orange Cassidy last night um, opening the show. It was a, it was a solid opener. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought I had one more, but I think those were those were kind of the big ones that stood out to me this week. Yeah, and I think you know, looking at this weekend, like it feels like they were all sort of saving themselves because there are a lot this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. You look at like, all right, we could be talking about that a week from now. Yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing. Like you have these big shows that you, you know, I'm. Orange Cassidy going out there and doing what he's done every week is so damn impressive. And now he's going to wrestle in a battle Royal and he's been able to stay healthy. It's man, good on him. And I look forward to him somehow. Cause they do those weird battle Royals with like pods. I look forward to him, not quite understanding how it works. Like he, he's the joke. They make him the joker, right? You would think so, but you never know with him. You know, he might be the first one out there, man. Right. Like he's, He's Orange Cassidy becoming the workhorse of 2023 is something I did not see coming when I initially fell in love with the character. Like him becoming the wrestling workhorse for a guy that he didn't wrestle for like the first six months on AEW television. He just came out with best friends and then they finally put him in the ring. And it's like, oh, okay. Oh, damn, this guy can actually go. Right. And he, he just hasn't really looked back since, especially since he's become the international champion. I feel like it was a year ago. It was Forbidden Door last year when he was sort of pushed into that Osprey match out of necessity. And I was like, yeah. whoa, like, look at this guy. Like, I think that yeah. was sort of the driving force. It was like, oh, wait, wait, he can do that with Osprey? I mean, Osprey is Osprey, right? Like, but for him to hold his own was spectacular last year. And it's just, again, he's he's had these little moments here and there, you know, and, and most of it's been silly. Like when he did the, um, the match with Jericho where, you know, he had to yes. get pushed into the vat of, um, Mimosa. of uh, Mimosa, the mayhem, Mimosa mayhem, oh, whatever they is. decided to call that thing. Very much a Jericho idea, right? Very, very much a Jericho idea. Had it written all over it. So, but like usually it's had like a tinge of silliness to it. This run really hasn't no. like, it's just been legitimate match after legitimate match for like 20 weeks straight. And, like, selling the hand injuries, like, going through all that, and, like, just being tired. Like, telling Renee that he's tired in the back. Like, it's been fun to watch. And he's not spectacular on the mic, and he doesn't need to be because his character is one that just doesn't care. So, like, it's it's been a joy. If it ends if it ends on Sunday, it's been a hell of a ride. If not, I am still full on board uh, on the Orange Cassidy uh, bandwagon. I'm sure we're going to have plenty to choose from next week because uh-huh. we do have – we do have Double or Nothing. We do have uh, Afternoon of Champions, or again, if you're on the West Coast, Morning of Champions uh, here in the United States. Plenty of wrestling to dive into this weekend. Hope everybody enjoys their Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy all the wrestling. We'll talk all about it right here next week. GKW.